Right back here on Chris Aiken Presents with myself and Mr. Eric Ferentinos. And joining us now to talk about a brand new band called I Am. Uh, they have a single called Dreams Always Die with the Sun. That's, um, I'm assuming, leading us into a collection of new music. And this is a super group of all super groups. So um, to, here to talk about it is, uh, you certainly recognize him from the old days of Crowbar. And he uh, you might recognize him from Down if you caught some of those early Down shows as well uh, as yeah. I did. Um, <laughs> but, but now we're going to catch up with him and see what's up with I Am. He is the one and only Mr. Sexy T himself, Todd Strange. Todd, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you all doing? Excellent, man. Doing great, well, Todd. Thanks for coming on. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, well, Todd, I, I got to tell you, man, a, as a fan of Crowbar and as a fan of Down, I was thrilled when I saw your name on a press release doing anything <laughs> because it's just, you know, I, I mean, those, especially the early Crowbar for me, those records right. were as, those were kind of those in the Pantera stuff and, and, you know, obviously early Metallica. That's the kind of stuff that took me away from being a hair metal guy to being a hard metal guy and you know you guys were always kind of like for me you were always like an under the radar band you know it's like yeah people that knew knew but most people didn't know most people knew metallica and they didn't right. realize what what you guys were doing underneath you know in the underground just right. just great music man and you know thank you that for for you, when you look back at it, man, what do you look back and see? Do you look back and see it as a true part of the underground movement, or was it just what you were doing at the time, or what? Well, we didn't know what the hell we were doing at the, at the time, you know? I mean, it was new. Everybody was doing, like, fast stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, we just wanted to be different, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, the early, early stuff is really melvin's kind of oriented really influenced right uh at the time jimmy bauer he was he was heavily into the gluey porch treatment album so we uh yeah i mean in whenever whenever they they had come out of a hardcore band kirk and jimmy and all that they kind of disbanded and then we were the slugs right. you know <laughs> and and then you know we we kind of run our course for a couple of years as the slugs and we had actually broke up it was just kind of like me and kirk we just like man this ain't going nowhere so and then two weeks later we got an offer from red light records okay. <laughs> so we're like we don't have a band <laughs> right not so, so fast that's <laughs> guys <laughs> so that's when we that's when we actually got like craig newtemacher and we got the original guitar player back with us kevin noonan and all that stuff and we did the first crowbar record actually in chicago and we spent okay. a month in chicago on the red light label and uh actually i mean nobody really knew what to do with crowbar at the time you sure. know i mean the record it was new i mean we wasn't slayer we wasn't right. pantera <laughs> you know and uh yeah so i mean it, i think some of it was kind of finding itself and before it kind of got popular i kind of laugh when i hear everybody saying oh corn was the first band to down to <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> i mean well you know i mean nothing against it. yeah they doing it and they probably get more recognition than a lot of bands that do it but i mean 
you know, we were doing it in 89. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, the interesting thing, Todd, is that when you look at it now, you know, what, where sludge metal and doom metal became, I mean, it's obviously it's bigger than ever now, but yeah. it's, it all comes from that sound that you guys really introduced. I mean, that, that thick, fat, kind of a slower sound where, like you said, everybody was going a hundred miles an hour and then here, here came you guys at 58 beats a minute, but just certainly heavy as hell. You know, when you looked at, when you look at it now, it, it, it's, it's become a, you know, it's become a hallmark of that sound, but that back then that had to be nervous for you guys trying to make a living off of a style that really had not been created yet. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons, I mean, we were like heavily with the feedback and all that between songs, because I mean, people just, they just sit there and look at us, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, here you go, like we'd be in New Orleans playing a show with like Exhorter because they were the hot band. Sure. Back then, you know, and I mean, we actually had record labels tell us, well, y'all not Exhorter, well, no shit, we ain't Exhorter, <laughs> we're not trying to be another Exhorter, right. you know, and I mean, that's what I tell all these new bands, don't look at what's going on right now, look to the future whenever you're creating a band, because by the time, if, if you get lucky enough to break a band, which it's hard as hell right now to break a new band, that shit will be gone, whatever right. you're doing today, so I mean, you got to look to the future. To what you can do and don't don't ever let anybody tell you what you're doing it's not relevant right you know? on. definitely well i i definitely want to get into imi but i just have one or two more quick like i told you before we started i've never had the chance to talk to you and i've always wanted to as a fan i i'm gonna tell you and i'm sure you've heard this story from a million different people before i'm sure i'm not unique to this but i knew nothing <laughs> about crowbar until i'm broken came out from pantera and I saw Phil okay. with the shirt. I saw Phil with the shirt. And right. sight unseen, I went to the record store the next day and bought the album. Just Thanks, didn't know Phil. anything about it, you know? Well, I mean, Phil did a lot for the underground scene in New Orleans, sure. you know? So, you know, getting recognition for everyone, wearing all the shirts and all that. I mean, he's still doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the, the thing about Philip is he's a fan Right. Of all this, all this genre of music, you know, and even some really extreme <laughs> right. music, you know. But I mean, you know, I, I was like everybody else, really, you know, into the British kind of invasion of metal growing right. up. And then I had one band and I tell everybody to this day that changed my life when I seen them because I was like, well, let's just put it like I was always too fat to be the dude in spandex, so I couldn't go that route. Right. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I was fortunate enough in a club in New Orleans. I had a friend of mine that was in a metal band, and they, it was they had a chance to open up for a band that I know everybody heard of, and if you haven't, shame on you. Was Celtic Cross? Oh yeah. And I seen Celtic Cross and Voivod in a little club in New Orleans, Jimmy's, and they had about six people at this show. <laughs> and um, first time I ever heard it. And I mean, whenever I heard it, it, it fucking floored me. Right. And I was just like, ah, is this really happening? And that's all I thought about after that. And, you know, opening my mind to a lot of things. And, um, and then the Carnivore Retaliation album. We used to jam that going back and forth to practice. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, so, and I mean, it, 
a thing whenever we were in Chicago actually recording the very first Obedience Through Suffering record, they actually had typo negative biohazard and exploited on tour. And we went to the show and we got there and it was like typo negative's last song. But uh yeah, it it, it was it was incredible. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, and that's a good place to lead into where we are today with I am. Yep. I, I am, um, you know, for people that don't know, it features your old bandmate, your twice old bandmate, I guess, Kirk, <laughs> uh, Kirk um, is playing guitar and features yep. the two of the guys from Typo, Kenny Hickey and Johnny Kelly, you know, playing their respective instruments in a true, what I would say is a true metal super group. Why don't why don't uh, maybe give us? Have a you had a bit? chance? Did you do you have a chance to hear the, uh, the track that we recorded? I've, I've heard. Today? I I have heard the track. Yeah, it's it's oh, okay. It's fantastic, but it's not what I expected. Quite honestly, well, that's and you know? that's what I say. I mean, you know, there's going to be people that's going to be like, oh, this ain't typo negative. Oh, this right. ain't crowbar. But you can hear it. You can hear the elements of it in there. I mean, mm. you're not, you know, and. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's kind of, I don't know, it, it's kind of got that old feel, but, but kind of like a new sound, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I think I think what's going to throw people, and this is my only my opinion, but I think what's going to throw people is the vocal. People are looking for that <laughs> thick right. almost, blah, type of a vocal, and it's not. It's a clean vocal, which, you know, it's definitely over that the the musical bed that you would expect yeah but the pipes on kenny yeah who Kenny's knew, right? said, <laughs> well yeah i mean and i mean kirk was like i'm not singing you sing <laughs> kenny's like no you gotta do backups or something so, right. yeah i mean literally i mean it was um i got the andrew spaulding which i'm i'm, you, I'm sure you spoke with from corpse paint records he's actually yeah. the one that put us all together Okay. And he he did merch for Typo and Danzig and a bunch of other bands and all of that. He actually was living in New Orleans for a while. And whenever I went back to Crowbar, that's when I actually met Andrew. And we became like drinking buddies and all that. We had a little neighborhood bar that we would always sneak off. And he's like, you're coming out? I was like, yeah, I'll come out. Because right. <laughs> we lived in the same neighborhood, believe it or not. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we'd be... He Andrew's one of these people. Whenever you meet him, you, you instantly, you know, he's never met a stranger. I don't think right. Andrew has. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I got the call and all that about from him. He goes, "Man, he goes, uh, I'm putting this together. This band. He goes, I want you to play bass." And I was like, eh, I, don't, "I don't know. I, you know, it's been five years since I played with a band. So I mean, I'm right. kind of like, uh, I was like, I don't know. And my wife's like, I think you need to do it. I think it would be good for you. I was like. Okay, well, I called him back and said, yeah, I'll do it. And all of a sudden, I mean, plane tickets showed up, and <laughs> we, we were in Florida, like, you know, three weeks later. And, you know, Kenny Kenny and Kirk had some ideas as far as, you know, writing and all that goes, a couple of parts here and a couple of parts there. And, I mean, and, I mean, I was nervous. I think everybody was kind of nervous about, you know, what, what the hell are we going to do? What's it going to sound like and all that stuff. And um, I'll tell you what, whenever we left, it was kind of like, did we really just do this in three days? You know, <laughs> wow. I mean, I know it's just one song, but I mean, we went in with nothing. And, and that's like, uh, you know, Johnny's like, 
man, this I've never done it like this. You know, him and Kenny both. He said, usually everything's all planned out and, and you know, we did it. And I was just like, yeah. And I mean, we did it at, at, uh, at Raja Lima is, uh, from, uh, less than Jake. He, he, we did it at his studio actually in Gainesville. Right. And he was super cool. Great ear for music. Uh, very comfortable atmosphere. So sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it all just clicked. It clicked. It really did. And I mean, I think everybody, it left all of us wanting more and a bit of satisfaction, I guess. Right. Definitely. Well, yeah. what was it? I, I want to go back on something you said there that you have you have not been personally in a band for five years. What what what's the reason? Did you just kind of outgrow it or don't like the touring or what 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 was the reason? No, you stepped well, out? for family, you know, to, to, to work on the family thing and all that stuff. And I got we got this ranch now in Texas, you know, where we got all these. I got a I got a buffalo. It is my wife's like bottle baby. So. I mean, um, American Bison, whose name is Ronnie James Buffalo, and you know who that's <laughs> oh, after. Nice. You know, he's after. That's the- rare to have a bison, right? I mean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, we get fences fixed right now because he tears everything up. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, we got peacocks running around here. I mean, we got bulldogs, English bulldogs. I got donkeys. I got longhorns. I got miniature horses. Now, we do a lot of rescues and all that, people who get these animals and mistreat sure. them and all that. Not that I'm some great farmer or whatever, but, I mean, right. Uh, right. we haven't lost anybody. That's great. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and, uh, that's what the vet always said. He goes, well, you're not losing every, anybody, so you must be doing something right. That's right. <laughs> do, you, so, do, you, do you raise to sell or do you raise to No. Uh, no, because my wife gives a name to everything, and once it's named, <laughs> it ain't going nowhere, you know? Right. I'll go before the buffalo goes. Let's put it. Like <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you look tastier than the buffalo. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, mean, I keep telling her all the time. But we get a bunch of hamburger out of him. Buffalo burgers. Yep, that's right. Very nice, man. Well, but yeah, well, it's nice. I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. It, Walk, wake out in the morning, look out the front door. They got deer in the front. So, I mean, you know. Right. It's, de- it's, it's definitely different than peaceful. what you grew up with. It's different from what you grew up with. In, uh, yeah. Miami, yeah. For sure. Well, I grew up in New Orleans. So, but I mean, I hear it's done got worse in the last few years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Certainly. Yeah. Well, well, uh, Todd, moving back to the band, you know, you guys, like you said, you guys just kind of came, came together and wrote. Is that? Do you think that's going to be how this band grows? Is that you guys won't write in advance and do MP3s, and you know you'll just write when you get together, or no? Um. Well, we all get together at the end of uh, June again in New Orleans this time, and okay. uh, I, I know Kirk and, and Kenny they kind of throw some ideas back and forth, but whenever everything is basically all arranged and put together in the rooms, so. Okay. At least that's the, that that was my end. Nothing is going to be fully written, right? Until we, you know, I mean, like the lyrics. Literally, Kenny wrote the lyrics the day he was supposed to sing them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, so I mean, sure. he goes, "Oh, I got I this vocal medley." So I, I like, get okay. it though. When you're when your back's against the wall like that, it it forces your brain to fire off in a way that it doesn't typically. 
it's like a fight or flight mode that you go into yeah. the studio and you actually come out with the best stuff. Even if you had two years to come up with it, you probably wouldn't have under any other circumstance. Well, not only that, I think I think it's more natural because it, you don't have time to overthink it. Right. Right. You know, I mean, that's most musicians say, well, maybe if I do it this way, maybe this will be better. But not necessarily. Usually the first thing that comes out of your head is usually that's the money. Right. Right. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is with most musicians, in fact, every musician I know is y'all are never satisfied. No matter what you do, no matter how great it is, if you give you five more minutes, you'll be like, yeah, maybe I could change this just a little, or I could add this, or I could do that. <laughs> that's just how musicians work. You guys are never happy with what you create. Yeah, well, that's for the stage. You try new things. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Reinditions. Yeah. Right. Well, let well, me try this tonight. Oh, that didn't work. We won't do that anymore. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Very true. Well, well, Todd, um, how many songs do you guys have so far that you've that you've worked we, on? Just the one, or just the one? So okay. Phase two will be coming, and I mean, I, I, it's kind of crazy. I mean, they just have the one song, and all, and actually getting as much recognition off this one song that nobody's heard except 10, 10 seconds of, you know? Sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, we're getting a lot of good feedback off of it. And, right. um, it left, it left us wanting to do more. Sure. You know, like, I mean, we were riding in the van listening to it and all of that. And I was just like, damn, I'm sitting here tapping my foot. And I mean, the lyrics is in my head, even before, I actually knew all just hearing what he was singing in the studio, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like, okay. Right. Well, the, you know what? Just as a fan, I can tell you why there's so much attention to it. It's because the projects that you guys have all done previous are bands that people like that underground fans like, and have really attached right. to, you know, it's like, I mean, let's be honest, crowbar typo negative, Silver Tomb, Pale Horse Named Death, pick pick any one of these bands, you know, uh, Kingdom of Sorrow, all of right. those bands that you guys have all been a part of are really big favorites on the underground, but have never right. been over-commercialized. So there's a collection of guys like me that know all those bands that are like, yeah, that's my shit. And, you know, it hasn't been right. bastardized. And, and I think that's why there's so much, so much anticipation for I Am is because it's another cool band that we can have that maybe the mainstream will not pollute. Well, not only that, I, I think right now, I mean, you got the bands that, uh, it, I was, you know, the, the amazing thing is all these old bands that are, that are doing good mm-hmm. and you got a certain genre of, uh, that that's doing okay. But actually I, I think the music scene's kind of stale as far as there's no more rock bands. No more rock. They haven't had a new rock band really come out, and I can't tell you how long. Right. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and I just haven't heard it yet, but, you know, I mean, you don't. I mean, you got everybody wants to put a label on you. Mm. Oh, well, this is this. This is that. Oh, I can't like that because this is like this. No. Nah, you know, I mean, if, 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 you look at, if you looked at my record collection on my phone, you'd be like, you listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean... I mean, all day long, I work in a shop on tractors, and all these guys up here, that's all they listen to is country. Although right. I got them where we won't listen to no new country because it's garbage. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean. 
Yeah. No, I get it. Look, if you looked at my phone, it'd be the same way. You'd be like, what is this? You know, I'll have Prince or Hanson or, you know, whatever. You know, it's right, it's, right, right. Hanson. Well, I, I do really? have Hanson in there. But- well, wait, wait, do you find yourself stu- stuff when you were younger saying, oh, that shit sucked? All of a sudden, you're like, wait up, it's in my phone now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Now Chris is all, mm, bop, mm, bop, yep, mm, bop. I do, I do do that a lot, but I, I'm such a musical dork. You know, right. I, I, I mean, for me personally, not only does it all sound good, but it actually sounds good mixing against itself. When a when a playlist for me goes from Cannibal Corpse to Prince, I'm not like, whoa. You know, to me, right. it's like, okay, cool. You know, <laughs> you know, it just yep. fits. Exactly. There's, there's, there's a lot of us. I, you, it's a weird thing, Todd, and I'll bet you find this. There's a lot of us that are out there like that. There's a lot of us that appreciate music without a genre label right you right. know and, right. and i'm you know i could listen to pop music by m from 1979 and think that's just as good as i don't know whatever seven dust song is coming out because i could just look at the musicality of it and be like man there was some talent there or you or you find a song that you and you it, well a lot of times in the car and all of a sudden you're sitting there singing and you're like wait up i knew this shit <laughs> <laughs> you know like like the, in the truck and all that and i listen to yacht rock all the time dude <laughs> <laughs> you are hitting my you are hitting my buttons man yeah. <laughs> takes todd strange away to where he's going <laughs> exactly <laughs> yacht yeah. rock is fun man it's but oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're so right. If you would have pulled out a an air supply record or something as a kid, you would have taken a beating. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn, this was my mom's favorite record. Now I'm sitting here singing Ambrosia and stuff. Right. <laughs> oh, right. That's good. <laughs> around Jefferson to... Starship. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> That's what's on most time at my place here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you play a lot of heavy music and all that, you got to give your ears and your mind a right. break from mm-hmm. some of that. You know, right. and I mean, like blues has always been like, I mean, Robin Trower and the government mule when it came out. I mean, God, I fell in love with that. Sure. And I mean, even even like Warren Haynes's solo stuff, man, I got a copy of that. Where was I? Was I in Europe? I might have been in Europe and I got a, I got a cassette tape of it. And it was just like that never left my cassette player for the longest time. And then Alan Woody, he was like, he's like one of my favorite bass players of all time. Alan okay. Woody, he just had such a groove to him. And I mean, to see him live, you know, when he was alive, it was just like, it was just so effortlessly him sure. playing, you know? And it was just like, whoa. Sure. Well, with that musical fandom, what led you to, to such heavy music that you went to? A rebellious youngster. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I said, whenever, whenever I seen, whenever I seen, um, you know, the Celtic Frost, which I just seen the, the Triptychon redo it in, in Houston uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, Me and Drew went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Was amazing. They sounded amazing, and um, yeah. So I'm, I don't, I don't know. It, it was just something inside. I mean, it was like. It was like, damn, this is where I need to be. Right. You know, it was like something something hit you in, in your soul, in my soul at least. And sure. it was just like, damn, I can relate to this. Right on, man. Definitely. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to describe, you know, I mean, it, but it, it, it just, 
I guess it was kind of like church, you know, <laughs> right. but some people, I mean, you know, it's just like, I mean, I literally, I think I sat there with my mouth open the whole time to like, you know, just with this stupid look on my face because I had never heard anything like that, you know? Right. And this is what, 86, I sure. think. Yeah. Because he was, he was, re- he was reflecting on that, 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 uh, he played there for the first time in 86 in Houston. And I think that was the same tour I seen them all. So. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, dude, yep. uh, you, you certainly made the right choice because obviously Crowbar has had a, a very long run and you had, you know, you and Kirk really are the kind of the mainstays of the band. You're both, yeah. the two of you are there, they're the longest. What oh, he's you- still doing it. Yeah. You know, and I, I seen, I seen a video that Robin posted his wife of them playing Greece for the first time and mm. it was phenomenal, right. you know, and I was just like, damn. So, I mean, it's it's almost like, you know, they're like a slow-moving locomotive. I mean, they just keep going, pushing right. and pushing and pushing. And, I mean, you know, it's you know as well, it's hard to keep a band together. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I credit Kirk for doing that because he's been through so many people. But, I mean, his right. determination is, you know, to keep it going, you know. Right. Well, and, and not only has he kept it going, but he's kept it going without sacrificing the sound. The sound no, it's is still growing. very similar. It's yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's oh, still yeah. it's still relevant. It hasn't it hasn't changed because the members have changed. No, not at all. Well, right. I mean, he writes he writes a, the majority of the stuff anyway with it. But I mean, but yeah, and it it, it you know with a crowbar a record that you're gonna get true to form and it's gonna be crowbar every time. You know, sure. you ain't gonna worry about putting it on and it's gonna be, you know a sellout record or something like that. It's going to be hip hop or something like that. You know, it's crowbar is going to be crowbar. Right. You know, and he's managed to, 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 you know, to evolve the sound and all that other stuff to where it's uh, to me, it's more of, his, of, of their own sound as ever, you know? Right. Do you ever think about going back or no? Um, well, I mean, like I tell my wife, either you're bred to do this kind of line of work or you're not. It right. takes a special person uh, to do it. Um, right now, not really. I mean, don't get me wrong. I miss it. I miss it every day, okay. especially whenever I'm sitting there sweating, working on a tractor. I'm like, this ain't where I belong. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, you know, it, it, it's I'm happy where I'm at right now in, in life. So, I mean, and, and that's hard to achieve sometimes. Sure. One one last question before we before we get out of here that has nothing to do with any of this stuff, but you know you obviously know the player, so I got to ask, and I'm sure you're going to get it in every interview. The Pantera, I'm just going to say the Pantera thing. I don't want to call it a reunion. I don't know to call it a tribute. Whatever it is, the Pantera thing that's going on right now. You obviously know Philip. Uh, you know what? What's your impressions? You know, is it is it a cash grab? Is it a true salute? Is it what? How do you read it? Um, well, I mean, they're definitely making cash, but I don't think that's the driving force behind doing this okay. by no means. I mean, because I mean, Phillip's been successful with all of his bands, no matter. Sure. You know, I mean, Rex has been successful with a lot of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and Charlie and Zach, I mean, they're successful. Um, I, just from what I, and I don't know everything and I'll never claim to know everything, Sure. but I know Charlie were, and, and Vinnie Paul were very close and very tight. Right. And I also know that Zach and Daryl were very close and very tight. 
So the people that they have doing it, I, in, and from what I hear, I mean, and from what I've heard, it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever you look up there, no, it's not, it's, it's not Vinny and it, and it's not a dime, but, um, it's, you know, I mean, I, th- I think kids needed to hear that. Right. Does that makes sense. A whole, cause they're turning a whole new generation onto the music, you know? And I mean, I'm sure, um, and you got to realize they came around when music was really stagnant and, and you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, I've heard so many people say, yeah, they saved metal, you know? Yeah. No, it's true. Oh, I, I can tell you, I'm going to two of the shows, one with Metallica and one just, just them. And I can't wait, right. you know, and, and, yeah. and that's my that, wife's phone. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm looking around, seeing what I got going off here. <laughs> but no, I, I was just going to say that, you know, even as somebody that saw, and I saw Pantera like 40 times, they're like my favorite band of all time. So, right. you know, as, as that fan, I'm going into it knowing that it's not what I saw in the day, but I just want to hear those songs again. You know, I just want to hear those songs live and loud. But you know what you need to do? You need to go there when they're in the middle of doing something. Just close your eyes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. Don't look and see what's up there. And, you know, I mean, I've seen interviews with Charlie said, you know, he really did his homework on on how, how Vinny played it. And I mean, the same, the same thing with Zach. So, right. I don't think it's all about the cash. Yeah, they're gonna make cash, but um, you know, I mean, I, I, I think it's wonderful. Actually, more yeah. power to them, man. Right on, man. Well, well, Todd, we're gonna wrap this one up. We're gonna end with, um, we're gonna play a clip from uh, "Dreams Always Die with the Sun," the new single, and um, which so comes out June second. Yes, June second, it comes out, and people definitely. Is there going to be any physical product to buy with this, or is it just going to be? Oh yeah, yeah, at yeah, this yeah, point? yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We got physical okay. product. Okay. And we actually, um, I mean, I know, I know, like uh, he did CDs, he did cassettes, and he did like a floppy, a floppy disk or whatever of it. Okay. And he can get it I, from what he, I think he's even got some shirts made up or whatever. I don't, I don't even know. So. <laughs> I haven't got any of it. Right. Do you know do you know where we would tell people to go to get it? I think uh Corpse Paint Records, I think uh, yeah. I think he has it and uh we actually uh we worked actually a, a distribution deal so you should be able to go any place and get it. Okay. Any place that sells music. Excellent. So very good, man. Well, all right, man. So, well, one more time. The name of the band is I Am. Uh, the first single, June 2nd, Dreams Always Die with the Sun. It's great. I've heard it. It's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic taste that got me wanting more, and I think that's all it's supposed to do. So, uh, Todd, right. um, good luck with it, man, and I, I hope it does well. And here, here we go. We'll play a little taste of the video right now. This is Dreams well, Always Die with the Sun right here on Chris Aiken Presents.